Dave and Darren in the morning. This is Real Alternative Radio, Planet 93.9. Joining us live here in studio. He's back. It's the one, the only. Movie critic and an editor at the River Cities Reader, he is Mike Schultz. Mike, welcome back. It is good to be here again. How are you guys? Are you delivering you. papers today? No, no, no. Uh, I got two weeks still before that has to happen. Good. The paper delivery happened, <laughs> and then my car exploded the oh, very next day. No. So, yeah, so I, through the grace of publishers, I am here today. Mike uh, has, yeah. been, has been dealing with some uh, car issues. Oh, it's maddening. Goodness, yeah. 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 But, I mean, who isn't? I'm just one of many around here, I well, think. So. I'm glad you have a job that affords you escapes from reality. Yeah, me too. Two or three hours <laughs> at a time, yeah? Yeah, that helps I don't a lot. have to think about my car. Yeah, for two hours, and now it's back to the real world. I almost uh, wonder if this is clouding your judgment. Are you okay. liking, because you sure <laughs> like a lot of movies that are out now. Which well, is I, strange, because January tends to be a really rough time for movies. Agreed, yes. and uh, But at least over the one weekend I saw them, not, not so much. I mean, we usually always get a decent-ish Bloomhouse horror movie. Megan, last year, the one about the killer doll. That oh, was pretty right, fun. Right. right, that was the first thing released all year, and it turned out to be a really great year, so it felt like a good sign. And uh, beyond that, yeah, there's a Mean Girls musical that's solid. There's a, a really interesting religious film that's not great, but something going on. And we're getting movies that are supposed to be up for Oscars now. So it's not that grim a month at the end of the so day. So what you're saying, Dave, is that you think while he's watching these movies, it's like, well, this is a lot, this is a lot better than my car. That's what I'm saying. Not, not being available. I think it's possible. The, the escape from the reality that is this nightmare of a vehicle that he drives. Yeah. You know? You're not necessarily wrong, but I will argue that August, for instance, is a worse month than January. Okay. January gets a really bad rap, and they, but at least for our area, we tend not to do too badly because we do get a lot of the films that New York and L.A. got in December. They oh, finally okay. opened here in yeah. January. All right. So well, as you, okay. As you know, this is why I say this. As you know, there are a few things that I enjoy in the whole wide world than when you really, really hate a movie. Yeah. And this Mean Girls movie, I was I was looking at reactions that people were having on social media. Not necessarily critics, but audiences. Okay. And a lot of people were posting just audiences laughing out loud, but not laughing with the movie, laughing at the movie. Because yeah. for whatever reason, like we saw the trailer for Mean Girls when I went and saw, I forget what picture it was. I think it might have been... Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Saw the trailer for, for Mean Girls, and as I'm watching it, I think, well, I know, because it's my job to know stuff like this, that this is based on the Broadway musical, sure. which is based on the original movie Mean Girls, which is now 20 years old. Wrap your head around that. Yeah. Right. But I'm thinking, at no point in the trailer do they reference the fact that it's a musical. So you had audiences going to see Mean Girls opening weekend. Yeah. who had no idea it was a musical. So when the characters break into song, these kids didn't know how to react, and they were laughing out loud like, what is this? Yeah, I've heard that theory too, and I think it's correct. But I will say that the, while the first Mean Girls trailer has no singing and dancing in it, mm -hmm. the second one that has been airing pretty regularly for the last two weeks certainly does. Okay, good. So they, if, they, if they're going in with no knowledge that it's a musical, either you saw the trailer once two months ago, which easily could have happened, um, you know, and, and that was it, 
or you just haven't and you haven't seen any of these new ones. And so I don't quite get it, but I will agree with you that my niece, who's 16, saw the movie and was like, they're singing? What is going on here? That's it. And was mad because, for her, Mean Girls... I'm so mad! She was really angry. She, mean Girls is a classic. That's a, that's a teen classic. And it's true. It's a great, great movie. But she was so offended by what they did to her movie by singing and dancing. And I think that's what... They just that, thought this was a what? A remake? A or, remake, or, yeah. yeah. A reboot, whatever they are okay. now. Yeah. So or, not yeah. an extension of it. Yeah. I, I think it would be, and I think that generation went in assuming this will be similar, but it'll be a different story. It's the exact same it's story. It's the exact same story. All the character names are exactly the same. Tina Fey and Tim Meadows are both playing the same roles they played 20 years ago. And nothing is different except now it's got songs. Um and of course, it does not have Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams and Amanda Seyfried, which is too bad. But the replacements aren't bad at all. The songs are decent. And remember when I was complaining a couple weeks ago about the color purple, saying that when you turn a movie into a musical, you have to get rid of a lot of dramatic scenes and nuance because you need to fit songs in there. Yep. This movie, it runs under two hours. And what they did is they got rid of like half the songs from the musical mm. instead which seems like a smart way to go because then they were able to keep kind of everything we knew about Mean Girls anyway. And, it, and again, it's Mean Girls. It's, it's blithe and fast-moving and peppy, and it doesn't, you're, you're not missing a lot of drama in it. You know, There's not a lot of nuance we're going to miss. I thought it was incredibly well done and smartly updated for a period where now it's okay to be transgender and it's okay to be a different, you know, a, you, it's okay to be a not-white person, which it wasn't so much 20, even 20 years ago. And it's uh, and so it's kind of smartly rethought with some really strong, funny bits. I I had a great time. I guess yeah. I guess, and I haven't seen the movie, but I what I struggle with is the main conceit of the movie is that there's this burn book where where the where they're yeah. mean to each other. Yeah. In the twenty years since that movie came out, mm. there's a burn book on everyone's phone and everyone's laptop. Like, yeah. Do they address the fact that social... This Why is actually even... interesting. Okay. Uh, yes. First of all, Tina Fey, who wrote this script and the original script and the musical, uh, the book for the musical, went to her daughters, who are 18 and 12, mm -hmm. and said, is a burn book going to work in, the, in this you know, decade? And they were like, yeah, mom, we're cool. We get it. You don't have to pander to us. But they do explain in the movie that it's something that the girls started in junior high when their phones got taken away from them okay. for like a week. All right. And I so it's like, that's, that's a smartly considered idea. It's okay. like, well, and then they just kept doing it because it was like, oh, it's now this thing we've had for eight years running. Oh, you know? okay. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty shrewd. I, re I really had a good time. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. I just, you know, I, when I read your review, I, th I got myself comfortable and I said, here we go. Boy, is <laughs> he going to yeah. hate this. And you didn't. I'm so sorry about I'm, that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm glad you liked the movie. I hated something else we can talk about Let's soon. talk about that. Okay. Is the, it the beekeeper? The beekeeper. Yeah. yeah. It's Jason Statham, and he's a beekeeper, and he's mad. Uh, it's got a pretty decent premise. What uh, makes him so mad? Well, the let bees? Me let me tell you. It's always the bees. It's always the bees. No, 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 no. Uh, he has like a mentor lady who was the only lady who's ever been nice to him, played by Felicia Rashad, mm. the lovely Felicia Rashad. Mm. And she gets swindled by an internet company and loses like everything, loses her entire life savings, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, because of this, a tragedy befalls Felicia Rashad, 
And uh, Jason Statham says, I'm going to find these internet scammers who are taking money from old people. Mm-hmm. And I don't hate anything die. about this so I far. I don't hate anything about this. Yeah. Um, and so the and and that's it for the next hour and a half. It's Jason Statham. It's going back. to town on all these people that you want dead anyway, which would be just fine if they internet left it scammer alone. death wish. This is perfect. right. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but oh man, did they manage to screw it up? It's too talky because we have he's a beekeeper now, of course, like a real life beekeeper. But he used to be a government assassin of some sort, you know, which we expect. But we have Jeremy Irons around as like the head of the the bad guys cabal, and he every ten minutes, I swear, he comes out with a three minute monologue about the thing about the beekeeper is he has to protect the hive at all costs. Oh, and no. you're like, oh, just I get it, I We've get the, <laughs> I know, get no. it, I understand. Oh, no. It keeps, I mean, it happens over oh, and no. over, and it's a, and you also have to buy just some of the stupidest things in the world. It's a, apparently an international company of people who swindle old folks with every single office in the immediate Boston area. So Statham can basically walk from one building to another. It's like, no, don't you have one in, like, Dubai? You know, isn't there a call center in San Francisco? No, they're all within a couple of driving blocks, you know. and It's just, it's foolish on foolish. It's too bad. The movie I also thought you were going to hate, when you and I saw the trailer for our Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. Is the movie where the the pool is haunted? Night yeah, swim. Night swim. And you like stay that out one. of the pool. Night swim was good. Well, here's what I didn't expect. We laughed about this last yeah. time on air. It's like it's a haunted pool. Don't go in the pool. <laughs> right. The, what it turns out to be is that it's a haunted pool with like with like magical waters, like he, like healing powers. Oh yeah. And so the guy who buys the pool, uh, his family, uh, his he's a major league baseball player who is now suffering from uh, MS. And he gets in the pool. It starts feeling a little bit better. Feeling better. And so what happens is instead of it being a, oh, the pool's haunted movie, it's it's The Shining. And it's dad doesn't want to leave the pool. And we're not leaving this house with the pool in it. That's killing the neighbors. Because he's, because he's, he's feeling, feeling better. better. He's seduced by he's a seduced swimming pool. seduced by the swimming pool. Wow. It is. It, I mean, and that is a silly premise. And I will... I will yes. So he's I the only one who feels the benefits. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just him. And his wife is like, um, the pool is trying to eat our children. And he's like, Oh, honey. Stay out of the pool. I've been <laughs> I've been in this pool for a hundred years. You know, yeah, it's it's not that silly, but um and it's really well acted uh by Wyatt Russell and, and Carrie Condon. And it is creepy for a PG thirteen, especially. It is scary. The camera positions are really smart where you're like, I have no idea where this scary is going to come from, but it's going to happen and happen mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. I had a great time. It's like 95 minutes, and it's January, and it's yeah. Bloomhouse. Bring it on. That's great. What is American fiction? Ah, this is going to be up for Oscars next week. I can all but guarantee. This is, maybe you've seen the preview. This is Jeffrey Wright, who is a, uh, a, a middle-aged professor and author whose books are never well-regarded. He's tired by publishers only wanting black fiction that is like about drug deals and about uh, pregnant unwed mothers Mm -hmm. and so one night he gets drunk and he writes this unbelievably cliched book about black life in the ghetto and publishers go crazy for it and so he has to invent this and he's written it under an alias where he's like a wanted felon you know and publishers, white publishers, of course, go crazy for it, saying it's so real. It's so it's uh-huh. the way that real life is for, for your people, you know. And so it's all about Jeffrey Wright having to have this identity as uh, this fictitious identity as this street writer, 
while he's also dealing with normal middle class middle aged guy problems. It is just uh, it's it's pretty wonderful. Um, it doesn't completely work because the funny stuff is really funny and the the kind of sensitive heartwarming dramedy stuff is that and they don't really mix well uh, and the ending is a little bit of a letdown. Aside from that, it's it's really nicely done. Jeffrey Wright is amazing. It's beautifully written. Uh, and it's playing at Last Picture House as of tomorrow. Oh, good. Yes. With Mean Girls, I should add. That would be a yeah, weird double there, feature. Yeah. But they're both there. And they're both worthwhile. And then there's also a movie called The Book of Clarence. Yeah. This is weird because it's kind of like Monty Python's Life of Brian, in a way, where it is uh, the disciple Thomas has a tw- twin brother named Clarence. And uh, Clarence owes a lot of money to, uh, to a loan shark. Uh, he loses a chariot race to Mary Magdalene and now has to pay a lot of money. So he decides, first of all, I'm going to be the 13th disciple to Jesus. And then when that plan doesn't work out, he says, how about I just do like a Jesus thing? How about I just like make it look so it looks like I'm healing the sick and I'm walking on water? Which is great, which is good. I mean, it's a good, solid comedy premise. Um, but it turns out the writer-director of this uh, is also not kidding because he is serious about the religious themes of the movie. He is serious about Clarence needing to find his faith. There is a crucifixion scene, I kid you not, that is like, for 10 minutes, is like Passion of the Christ, oh, where it's no. like as violent and horrible oh. and painful as you don't want to see again. Oh, no. And um, and so, again, much like American fiction, the pieces don't work, and in this case, they really don't work, because it is, we're going for Monty Python-esque gags yeah. amidst some really rough bloodshed. And so... I'm not sure. I'm not sure who this is for. I'm not sure what they wanted to do, but it it takes some pretty huge chances. I went, all right, you tried something, that didn't work, but I didn't hate it the way I hate like the beekeeper. I was like, okay, this is not for me, but you're certainly doing something. So, congrats. Maybe they thought know? it was for you. Maybe they thought it was only for me. <laughs> you're right. And that's why exactly. it's so weird. Right. right. Can we lightning round a couple of movies that are streaming? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. What's the Society of the Snow? That's on Netflix. Yeah, right? this is about the 1973 uh, rugby team in Uruguay. How many movies crashed. have they done on oh, that? It seems at like least, a lot. At least four, I think. Some TV, I've, right? I've seen at least two. Yeah, there's one called Survive, I remember from the 70s, that was really grim. And Ethan Hawke did one in ninety. Wasn't that just called like Alive? Alive. Yeah. 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 So it's that story, but it's actually filmed in uh, in the languages of that that they spoke, and it's uh, almost all newcomers, like no professional actors in it, and so everybody's just kind of naturalistic and real. And it is the plane crash itself is horrifying, uh, and and the rest of it's really moving and inspirational. And I was a I was a bawling wreck by the end of that huh. thing. It was uh, it was quite good. It's on Netflix. Yeah, okay. and Society of the Snow definitely worth it. What's Foe? Foe is a, a sci-fi movie with uh, Saoirse Ronan and Paul who, Mescal. Who we love in everything. Who we love in everything. We love Paul Mescal and everything too. And it's about uh, they want to send him to outer space and leave with her an exact replica version of him. And it's all about do we want to do this, honey? It would be a lot of money. I don't want a person who looks like me sleeping in our bed. Uh, it's like a Black Mirror episode, except incredibly dull and poorly written. Good Grief's another movie on Netflix? Good Grief. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I had to think about what that was. It's easy to forget after five minutes of seeing that movie. It's Dan Levy, uh, plays a guy whose husband dies uh, in, a, in a car accident on Christmas Eve, and he's miserable for about a year, and he finds out a year later when he gets a Christmas card from his 
formerly from his deceased husband, uh, saying, I was going to leave you, by the way, this Christmas. And so now it's all about Dan Levy going, oh, goodness, so everything I thought for the last year, plus the years before that, was a lie. You know? Wait a minute, so the, the card just... No, he he like gets the Christmas card. I should have explained that, and then just holds on to it for oh, a year and refuses refuses it. to open it. Oh. And so he's like, "Had I opened it, it was a Dear John card. It's a Dear John card." Yeah. And so he goes and finds out this guy, his husband, has a, 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 an apartment in Paris that he was planning to move into. And so Dan Levy brings a couple friends and they hang out in the in the Parisian apartment. It's perfectly pleasant. It's it's a li- it's a lifetime Hallmarky movie, but it's Dan Levy and he's fun. And then Apple has still the Michael J. Fox movie. I've been meaning to watch this for some oh, time. Oh, me too. It's yeah. been out since April or May. Yeah. And uh, the only reason I even bothered reviewing it, aside from the fact I couldn't get to Night Swim because of my car, is that uh, go again. The, Oscar, yeah, the Oscar nominations are next week. And even though the Michael J. Fox movie won four Emmys, Emmy Award, TV Emmy Awards, it's actually up for best, it could be up for best documentary at the Oscars. And I'm not sure how that works, mm. that you're eligible yeah. for both. It seems... Well, yeah, we were kind of talking about that the other day. Okay. It seems you should either be TV or movie and yeah. pick a lane. Right, yeah. right. But it's worth watching. It's terrific, yeah. Okay. And it's it's not it's not a hard watch like the Roger Ebert uh, documentary where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, now we have to watch him without his jaw for an hour and a half. You know, yeah. um, It's still Michael J. Fox. He's still fast and funny. Yeah, it's a good one. We will have Oscar nominations next week. Yeah. Uh, any, any big swing predictions you want to make? Oh, like? yeah. Oppenheimer's going to... Dominate everything. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon will do well. Barbie, Poor Things. I think, and I think they're going to get like half of everything. Mm. Those, I think they're all due for like nine to thirteen each. Oh, so it's just going to be those four movies. I think so. That we and then a lot of like little pockets of happiness here and there. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. get a chance to talk about those nominations next time. Mike Indeed. Schultz visits us. He is the movie critic and an editor at the River Cities Reader. Read his reviews in the pages of the River Cities Reader and online at rcreader.com. Mike, as always, great. Thanks Good for joining us. Good to see you us. again. Thanks, Thanks guys. Mike.